You're listening to the Strong Coffee Marketing Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about marketing a small restaurant on a social media platform. Now, we got uh, Brian Siddle here as well. Hey, Brian. How you doing? Hey, how are you? Good. And we got Rodney here as well. And we've uh, all chosen a social platform out of a hat. We've had Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We all mixed them up in a little bit of a hat there. Picked out our platform so it'd be nice and even. And then we're going to kind of discuss the pro side of using that particular platform to market a small restaurant, a small family restaurant. Let's first uh, maybe mention what kind of restaurant it is so we have some context. Okay. So we're talking about a family restaurant. We're talking about in an urban area, so it could be Edmonton where we are. Um, uh, I would say, as we kind of discussed, the pizza pasta type idea so the kids could come, etc. Exactly. Sit down restaurant. So I would, you know, maybe along the lines of a Boston pizza style place, basically. I think that's probably what we're what we're shooting for. Yeah, so let's dive into the platforms. And, and as mentioned, we each picked one. And uh, it was a big secret for about 10 seconds. Yeah. And then we were like, oh, this is what I got. <laughs> so... And we've all prepared notes. We've been working dig- diligently for days. I think we should start on the Facebook side of things. It's one of the more popular social platforms. It's one that everybody knows and can everyone can really get a handle around. So, Brian, what do you think? Why do you think Facebook would be one of the best platforms for a small family restaurant? One thing, I, and you kind of brought it up, a couple things. The idea that Facebook is the home to many different content types. So I can post images, I can post video, I can post text posts, I can post blog posts within Facebook notes. Um, Pretty soon there's going to be the ability to live stream on Facebook. Consumers can leave reviews on my Facebook page and I can respond to them. So I mean in terms of the different types of content that I could create around this restaurant, I can house them all on Facebook. You know, maybe some other platforms, they're good at certain things, but they can't kind of cover the vast array of content that Facebook can. So I really like that. But the biggest thing for me is I don't care um, what business I'm, I'm involved in. I'm going where my audience is already. And my audience, if I'm looking at families and parents of young families, they're probably on Facebook. That's why I really like Facebook. You know, it's easy for me to go, oh, this is the platform I want to choose. Hopefully my audience is there and I'm going to somehow drag my audience over to this platform of choice and let them read my stuff, review my content. I'm way better off going where they are already, where the conversations are already happening and using Facebook because I really think that's where my audience probably is. So for me, I got lucky in choosing Facebook. That's probably where my audience is going to be already. Right. But I like the variety of content types. Um, I like that it's considered to be a trustworthy platform. It's been around a long time. So not only my target audience being those younger families, not only are they already on Facebook, there's that older demographic, the seniors, the grandparents, etc. There's few channels out there that are probably more trusted than Facebook or maybe YouTube because of how long they've been around for mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things. So I like that in that regard too. So for me, Facebook is a no-brainer. Um, my audience is there. I can post anything I want. I can change up what types of thing I, things I post, whether it be videos, images. But I just I can advertise on Facebook. There's, Absolutely. There's so many different things I can do. There's and, the offer side as well. Oh, yeah. You offers, can set up offers yeah, as well. Events, if you've got specific events or what have you. Um, but I, I think it covers a wide a wide swath of demographics. Mm-hmm. and it's, it's a pretty easy one. Now, in saying that, as you two are going to discuss too, 
you know, Facebook, there's a lot of good things about Facebook, but it's not the be all and end all. There's all sorts of other things out there. But in this particular case, it's a pretty strong candidate. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Uh, Rodney, we haven't heard much from you lately. <laughs> what do you, uh, how does Twitter work when it comes to the business of small business restaurants? I think Twitter, you're going to find it's a, a big media tool. So it's a great place to engage in conversation. Um, talk to your audience new and potential mm-hmm. and it's a great way to kind of um, you know showcase your products because uh, Twitter has sort of evolved from just I guess tweeting and text to um, showing images and stuff like that so you're finding Twitter has got um, that sort of um, Instagram like element Facebook like element where a lot of visual connection with uh, your audience is there and um, I do have a few notes here uh, one thing about uh, Twitter great exposure it's good at attracting new clients mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that uh, you know big brands and stuff use it for as well because it's great to capture your clientele from I guess uh, the perspective of somebody who does not know about what you offer and in tweeting especially when it comes to food restaurants like some of the top hashtags on Twitter that trend over and over again I actually like um, food hashtags absolutely and yeah. um, some examples like food porn that's one of the big ones. It's also big on Instagram. Um, you're going to find cooking. So just hold on a second. What exactly is food porn when you say that? I know I, I, I know some of our audience would be maybe maybe taken aback a little bit. But what exactly is food porn? Okay, so um, food porn is more like, you know when um, people go to restaurants, mm-hmm. they take photos. Or when they cook something, they take photos. It's just um, that thing about showcasing your food you're kind of bragging this is what i'm yeah. about to eat in your exactly. Yeah. exactly right. it's kind of boastful you're it's taking that little that. hipster photo of your nice <laughs> eggs benedict where you might ever be or your nice big plate yeah. of pasta and showing it to the world what you're eating for lunch or dinner right yeah exactly so that's pretty much what it is um twitter is really good for content marketing because um with the link sharing on twitter it's um it can be optimized which is a great way of sort of uh, getting out there and it gives a snapshot of links as well, which is great. If you're linking it to your restaurant blog, then that's going to be really good, Uh, you know, kind of linking your website and what you do to um, the conversations going on on Twitter. And um, it's primarily a mobile platform. So when we're talking about the hashtags like the food porn, what happens is somebody is you know, has their phone. So they have their phone, they want to take pictures of their food, it's happening right there and then. So you're taking advantage of uh, right. people being there. One of the points I really like that you brought up was the conversation side of things. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Engaging with your audience, maybe why, why would you turn to Twitter with a small restaurant and want to engage an audience? Do you want those pictures from your audience? Do you want to ask them about their food, ask them about their experience? You see, the fact that you're asking these questions is just showcases what Twitter can do. <laughs> because, because you can do all of that, right? right? You, can, you can get uh, people to actually engage with your small restaurant on Twitter to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you respond. That's what you're supposed to do. And that's where the conversation starts. But at the same time, when people eat and have, they have a good time, 
they love reviewing stuff and sometimes yes. Twitter is just a great place just to do it right there and then short and snappy and you can go like posts follow people and all of a sudden that's and you know something going on and that conversation is something you want to develop um, not only at the start when you're starting out but you want to maintain relationships right. that way and if you're going to use your conversations and hashtags together then what you're going to find is people search for stuff things to do on Twitter, they're looking, you know, for interesting places to eat. Yeah. And you're also looking at your new clients. And great personal reviews always, mm-hmm. it, me mm-hmm. personally, always entice me to go to a new restaurant. If I see someone who said, you know, I had some some subpar food, I'm sure they wouldn't use the term subpar, but if someone had alluded to that, I'd be a little bit more hesitant to go to a restaurant. Whereas if I was getting a personal recommendation from someone I was following on Twitter or even following on Facebook, I'd be much more likely mm-hmm. to attend that restaurant and see what it's all about. Now, I drew Instagram out of the proverbial hat. Now, you guys have already kind of touched on both the points I was going to make for the Instagram side, but I'll make them anyways. Uh, foodies and casual restaurant goers love posting their food porn, pictures of their food, wherever they go. This is great for social media. You have user-generated content right there, especially if you have your own hashtag or encourage your restaurant goers to use a hashtag. You can not poach those photos, but kind of appropriate them and kind of use them, reuse them with credit on your Instagram feed. Um, Food is a highly visual thing. So that's why the food porn side of things is so monumental when it comes to Instagram. Instagram itself is a beautiful platform for images, for artsy, colorful, and intriguing images. It's not just about contests or promotions or stuff like that. You can get your users to help you engage and build, let's say, maybe a user-generated visual menu. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if your restaurant's been around for a little while, you know, get people to take pictures of your photos or encourage them. Use a hashtag, stuff like that. That'll get you... That'll nicely get the ball rolling. Um, Did talk about the crowdsource picture menu, which is a great idea. It's also a great contest idea to help encourage and get that ball flowing. But don't forget the behind the scenes when it comes to the restaurant, Mm -hmm. especially with Instagram. You want to kind of showcase the culture of your restaurant, what's happening. If you have an open mic night, maybe take some photos or some videos and throw them up on Instagram as well. Again, the food is a huge side of the business, so that's what we need to be showcasing on social. And it integrates particularly well with Facebook and Twitter. Instagram does a great job at that. So there's that side of things as well. If you do want to get into some other streams, you have some a nice flow of content happening as well. Is there anything you guys want to, want to I think pick up a, on the- a couple things when you talk about um, people finding your restaurant and that kind of thing too. Twitter not only is a place where you can share content and talk to people, but Twitter search is essentially real-time Google. Yeah. So if yeah. I want to find something to eat right this second or you know what's happening right this second, I can turn to Twitter and I can see what's where are people eating right now? What does the food look like that's coming out of the kitchen right this second? And for a lot of people at a, a restaurant like this, I'm probably not going to plan going to this restaurant weeks in advance. This is one of those things where it's like, what should we do for supper? It's 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a right. Saturday. I can flip on Twitter, look at the special at this place. Here's a picture of it. Here's a picture of the chef making it. 
you know, whatever social channel it might be, but I can just, that it's right there. I can just be, okay, exactly. great. I see what I could get. There's the experience I could have and away I go. Yeah. Um, so that's something for me that's big. And then we talked a lot about audience because audience is kind of key. We want to go Absolutely. where our audience is. But on the business owner side of things, all three of our platforms are fairly easy to use via mobile because essentially you're going to be updating via phone. You're not going to haul a computer around in the kitchen. <laughs> you might not even have a tablet. Point, a tablet right? might be too big too, <laughs> right. right? So if we if we were to rank the three platforms we've talked about by ease of use from a mobile device, I think we'd all have maybe slightly differing opinions, but <laughs> mine would be would be Twitter and face or Twitter and, and Instagram are kind of one two. I don't, I, Instagram's probably one, the easiest to use because yeah. it's, here's a picture, a little bit of text, a hashtag, whatever the case may be, out, out the door it goes. Twitter a close second because although I can take the images, I might put a little bit more text behind it. Facebook is still very doable from a mobile device, but it's probably the most resource heavy social platform out there, out of the three anyways. That's a very good point. That, yeah. That yeah. If I'm a business owner and I have to help in the kitchen, I have to help seat people, I have all these other things going on, and I somehow have to stay on top of my social. I got to do things that are quick and easy, mm -hmm. quick and easy for my phone. So, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you start thinking of from that point of view, along with your audience, and it's like, well, you know what? Maybe one of these platforms is a little bit more manageable on me. I wouldn't use that as the number one thing in selecting a tool. I'm always thinking about the audience first, but if you're between two, which is going to be easier on me, and which am I going to have more success posting from? Because if I'm not posting stuff, who cares? Around exactly. Around. Yeah, it so, doesn't matter what um, social channel you are on yeah. if you're not posting. Yeah. So you really have to take that into consideration, that ease of post, that ease of developing content. What kind of content are you great at developing? Yeah. What kind of, are you, is it pictures? Is it video? Is it written stuff? What's wh What almost works best for you? Where's your audience? And how do we get it out the front door? Yeah. yeah. And you mentioned yeah. video too. And the idea, we're lucky in these three platforms, all three have video capabilities that are available right from the actual app on your phone. Right. So you can create video any of these ways because we do want to include video in our content mix, but it's not going to be let's get a big camera and take a really long video and chop it down and then upload it. We're doing it from our phone, right? Mm -hmm. So what is easy to create images and video? All three of them are pretty good in that regard, so that we're lucky there. But, um, but no, I would... I mean, all three are good options, but you really have to think about where is my audience? Is, is Are they on one place or the other? Edmonton, for example, where we live, is a Twitter mecca. It's a Twitter hotspot. I don't know why, but it is. <laughs> you go you go to other communities not so far away, Twitter isn't a thing. Right. Yeah. So although you might be a big Twitter user because you like using it, if your audience or your community isn't even on board with it or those ambassadors you're trying to get bloggers out to check out your food, etc., if they're not on Twitter... You know, you're either kind of fighting the good fight by yourself or you get in line with where everybody else is and you probably get somewhere where there's actually conversations happening. Mm -hmm. So um, all three of them are good options, but there are those little things you have to consider, both on the audience side and then on your own side. Too. Audience these, is a very these. good point. Yeah. Facebook, like you said, was a little bit older. Twitter, I find, is a big mix. We yeah. got the old, we got the young. It doesn't... It, 
you just got a bit of a melting pot, a hodgepodge. A lot almost. of media on Twitter. A lot if, of media. If getting on in front Twitter. of the media is a big thing for you. You know, it's a bit of a newswire service for media, right? right? So if if I have a big opening and I want to get that known to local media or local influential bloggers. There's probably a pretty good chance in a community like Edmonton, they're probably on Twitter, and you can probably hit that. Yeah, they point. definitely are. Um, I actually quite like um, Instagram because um, you eat with your eyes, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 the biggest reason why I like Instagram. But from a small restaurant perspective, it's not um, time heavy for you yeah. because what what you can do is you can take you know pictures randomly just here and there when you have a free moment. At the same time, you're going to find Instagram is going to afford you sort of like um, less engagement with the people that you're sort of showcasing your photos to. You don't actually have to get into the conversation as much. And um, creating a visual story and consistency, I find it a lot easier from a restaurant perspective um, to do it on Instagram than anywhere else. Because like with Twitter, for example... you need to spend a bit of time to kind yeah. of like yeah you only get, have 144 yeah, you exactly yeah. you know you be and it, right. it might take a, a while to kind of um, get better at Twitter mm-hmm. as opposed to Instagram I think Instagram does not have as steep a learning curve no Instagram um, the the copy part the written part of the mm. post is entirely less important than the picture itself yeah which lends itself to uh, good and bad but in this case in the in the perspective of a small restaurant I think it's a prime spot to be because you can simply put the name of your dish out there mm-hmm. or this is this is our Friday mm-hmm. feature or here's chef chef Brian in the back preparing a <laughs> nice big steak for tonight's yeah. dinner rush something like that it 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 lends itself more to the visual whereas Twitter it, there's a lot of copy involved in Twitter alongside a picture and face, Facebook even much more so much more copy with the with the piece of media there, whether it's a picture or a video or something along those lines, right? Yeah. But at the same time, we always remember if we are putting a video or an image out, have some sort of text attached to it, both for for context for the user, so they're not like like don't leave them hanging. If this dish is called whatever it's called, tell us what it's called. Right? Yeah, maybe a yeah. little description, and then also there is that search element where where text can be helpful or hashtags can be helpful but definitely instagram especially you're really telling your story through this little picture you're yeah or video yeah this little square yeah basically that's your story and the rest is kind of just extra and and useful and important but the image is the main star of the show and i think um just adding one thing to that uh hashtags text important also geotagging yeah please do that when you're in a restaurant, you want people to come to you, so people yes ne- need to find you, right? People don't make orders over Instagram. <laughs> you need to get to that brick and mortar store. Yeah. You need to be seats in the uh, bums in the seats. Yeah, in your restaurant. So the so the geotag to your point yep. is extremely important. And what your whatever your profile uh, description is, it better have your address in there. That, <laughs> and I, I know it sounds dumb, but you know what? Seriously, people, like, yeah, for that's, sure. That's your call to action. It's I saw a bunch of cool pictures. I want to eat there. I go see what the name of the restaurant is on Instagram. 
in that little description, you better be telling me where you are. Absolutely. So I don't have to go find Phone you on Google Maps. And then, yeah. like, I, yeah. I, 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 as the customer, don't have to take the extra step. Yeah. It's a copy-paste, done, I'm on my way. Yeah. yeah. And if, if you have any convenience factors like delivery, yes. put that in there. Like, yep. um, and tell people what you offer. One thing I wanted to say about Twitter, and um, I don't want to brand myself as the stats guy, but one stat mm-hmm. that, that I came across, which was really um, interesting, was uh, in the UK... The, they um, conducted a study, and more than 55% of users um, log on to Twitter when at a restaurant. Ooh, very, whoa, you are the stats guy. <laughs> Rodney, Rodney dug deep for that stat for all of our listeners. So yeah. I guess, but I would say, let's say this. We haven't officially agreed on a platform, and we don't have to because they're all good options, but each of us give one example of if you were the person running that social channel for that restaurant, what's a cool piece of content? Not just, I took a picture of my feature dish. What's one cool piece of content that you could create that might be a little bit different than what you would normally see for a restaurant? Okay. Well, I think on, on the Instagram side of things, and I'll take a classic marketing uh, cliche here. Sell the sizzle, not the steak. Mm-hmm. I would be taking some video of cooking, the actual act of my food being cooked and prepared for the customer. Whether it's a steak or a salad, it doesn't matter. I just want to see the process in the back of the kitchen on the social channel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about uh, on the Twitter side of things, Rodney? That's pretty interesting. Uh, I think for me, what I would uh, go for, I actually would uh, take the engagement to the next level in terms of when people actually come to my restaurant, don't make photos a no-no, actually make Mm -hmm. it a yes. Mm -hmm. And that way, when people tag my restaurant, I can then reciprocate. Yeah, um, I like that. Would sort of give the love back kind of thing and share it, retweet, because um, I'm trying to take advantage of the platform being a place where if I retweet, that means my people are going to see what... Um, uh, you know, you've posted and chances are you're going to get more followers, right? Yeah. So I want to make my customers feel good. Very In good. turn, they will make me, um, you look know, good. more <laughs> customers. <laughs> yeah. It's not hard to look good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never run into that problem. Uh, that's why we're doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so what would be a piece of content that you'd throw up there, Brian? I want to know who the star of my show is outside of the food. The food should always be the star of the show. But do I have a particular chef that is kind of the star of the show? They came up with menu items. They're kind of the engine in the back end or the front end that drives the business. Mm. I want to attach some sort of face and some sort of name to my business. So, you know, you might be going to XYZ restaurant, but you're going to XYZ restaurant and you know Sam or Julie or whoever might be there. I want to know who the star of the show is. Could it be the owner or a chef? I, I don't care. It's up to you to decide. But let's put some sort of persona, some sort of face out in front. And that person might be featured in some of my images or video, but I, I'm attaching somebody to to my restaurant. Kind it's of that a face to the touch, name basically. Thing. Yeah. yeah. So who knows how you might do that, whether it could be some sort of mascot, whatever the case may be, some sort of face to the name, essentially. All right. So that was the first episode of the Strong Coffee Marketing Podcast. We'll be back next week with a couple of more. I think so. I think I, so. Yeah, you guys yeah. had fun today? I did. Yeah.